just let that let that yeah, roll. Might as well wipe out all the stores because nobody's going to be able to stop. Yeah, nobody's instead of putting it instead of putting in more traffic lights, let's pave the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll pave not? it, and it'll get a little smoother, <laughs> and all will be fine, right? It'll all be, it'll all be, yep. it'll all be good. I had a good article on the University of Maine football team uh, and their big win at Western Kentucky on Saturday night. Let's talk. It was a big win, yeah. wasn't it? Who was there? You were there. I was there. I I did I did manage. I I flew into Nashville. You were there and I wasn't. How is that? <laughs> really? What's wrong with this picture? Uh, that's weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, historically, as wins go, I mean, that's the third one over a, a, a yeah. bowl subdivision school. But I mean, I don't I don't even count you. Because I mean they're still pretty much uh, one double A level play. <laughs> right. That goes. Uh, Western Kentucky's had some success. They've actually played in bowl games and 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 been and had some nine ten win seasons fairly recently. Um, obviously, back in two thousand two, I guess it was they were the one double A champion. So they they've come from where Maine is, and but they've been they've made a pretty successful transition and and to beat them down here. Um, after falling behind twenty-one nothing, I mean, I think most people thought it was lights out at that point. Uh, kind of got that, kind of caught that break with the, the replay uh, for the first touchdown. Don for Western from there, uh, twelve, uh, the twelve consecutive drives without points uh, for the you know main defense. And, uh, yeah, just a just a huge win on the road uh, against the against a team that's probably pretty decent. I mean, they they they. If you look at uh, Western Kentucky against Wisconsin, I think uh, I think Wisconsin's defense only had one sack and five, I believe. So <laughs> kind of tells you tells you how well Maine played. I think there was a little bit of a panic button in that game. Um, uh, they when they were da- when they were tied at twenty one, you know, and they they ran it, tried to go fourth and one, fourth and a short one from their own fifteen yard line, and didn't get yeah, it. That's that's more than panic button. That's Yikes, that was chicky and. Yeah, that was you know that's Bill County against Bangor in two thousand. Yeah, but yeah. that's actually yeah, that's an even better comparison. You're that's right. That's the second time you brought that up. Well, I mean, the, those are the things. There are two oh, times yeah. I remember. I remember uh-huh. fourth and two against Indianapolis, which I totally understand because that defense sucked yeah, they, and they would have given up gassed, that touchdown anyway. Yep. You just need a better you need a better play than that. Okay, yeah. and then uh, w- with County and Lewiston, I still don't know what happened then. But you know, it's high school football. I, you, you know what? You know what happened then? I think it was it was we all. I mean, everybody was psyched out by the University of Bangor at that point. That was Bangor yeah. football getting in everybody's head, and, and you know, he he felt confident about his team at that point and their ability to get half a yard, and he kind of felt that was their best chance to win the game. He, uh, he was worried know. about his punting. Yeah, well, I mean, his, his Scott, Scott County Scott County was in a situation like that the other night. Now, they weren't on their own 10-yard line, but they were playing Moeller High School out of Cincinnati, a team that, you know, probably 10 years ago they would have had no business being on the field with. And now, now, you know, they had a chance to put them away. And fourth down fourth down and two was you know, less than a minute to go. They weren't going to punt. There was no way they were going to punt because uh, there's too many bad things can happen. You know, they used to say, you know, Three things can happen when you throw the ball, and two are bad. Uh, I think. I think in the punt game, at that point in the game, it comes down to that too, because they can either run it back or they can block it. And in high school, both those things happen a lot. So, uh, after further review, almost ten years later, I kind of understand what Bill was doing there. I mean, at the time, it was, man, I just felt so sorry for for him and the kids. But uh, you know, knowing what Bangor was at the time, I get it. But uh, what? 
in a, in a in a major college football game, uh, no, you don't you, you punt it at that point. I think yeah. from your own fifteen. It, it was one of the bigger wins of that time, and and uh, in in the time that I've had. But I also this this game was kind of one of those measuring stick games. There's certain things I look for with a team. One, when they're down twenty one nothing, do they do they even attempt to fight back? Do they even try, or do they quit? And they didn't quit. They obviously fought all the way back. They took advantage of their breaks. They were confident in themselves. I think it's a well-coached team. And then at the end, you know, with that with that field goal kick, you know, when it was 31-21, I think everybody just assumed that was probably it, like, because uh, Western Kentucky hadn't done anything. Then they got that long touchdown to make it 31-28. But that field goal, to me, even though it wasn't tied at 28 and then he makes the, the three-pointer to win it, that's still a game-winning field goal because if he doesn't make that, they're going to overtime, and God only knows what would have happened. Yeah, Maine's not going to win in overtime. And, no, and, that, that was just absolutely essential that they blocked that kick. And how many times over the years have you seen the University of Maine or any 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 school, whether it's a, a Division One school or whether it's a high school team up here, have issues or not have a kicker that can right. hit anything and do anything? So that was a pretty that was a pretty yeah. big one and. I mentioned it in the post game. I think Coach Harris Civiak kind of kind of PO that I mentioned it. But I'm like, it's not that they missed a bunch no. of kicks just last year. They have missed these kicks this year. for years, a decade that I mean, I've been I mean, covering it, it, them. It, it cost them. It cost them the game against UNH outright. Let's let's last yeah. year. Let's be honest about that. And yeah, like you're saying, this, this is this goes back well into the Cosgrove era. I mean, oh yeah. It, remember the Saint? Cl- I remember the Saint Cloud game on opening night when everybody thought you know it was the year after they lost to Northern Iowa, and mm-hmm. everybody was jazzed up about Maine football. And then they came home. They took on Division Three or Division Two Saint Cloud State on a Thursday night. Place was packed. People were tailgating. They scored six points, <laughs> yeah. and, and and the field goal kicker couldn't hit anything. What's the capacity yeah. for that Western Kentucky Stadium? Uh, I would say big. Much much more much more than they had for an announced crowd, which I think was about 16. Yeah, that w- and you know what though? The, and it was amazing because it was a huge stadium, but um for as opposed to what you being used to around here. It was a little different than being at Oxford Hills High School the night before. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was a, Well, I, I mentioned that in my column. I mean, I, the facility even even at Alphon Stadium there are high school stadiums in this part of the country that are bigger than Alphonse. Oh, yeah. Um, almost, almost all of them actually are. So for, for what Maine comes from, going to that environment, even going to Western Kentucky, I mean, yeah, okay, they're, they're a mid-major, quote-unquote, 1A school, but uh, it, that, it, it, it's, way, it's a way bigger deal than anything Maine experiences in, the, uh, in their conference. And uh, to go down there and come from from twenty-one nothing down to win that, it, it, it kind of it, it kind of is a reflection of the main program anyway, because they've always been this little engine that could. They've always done more with less. They've always overcome whatever obstacles. I mean, if you look at the number of times they have been to the, the FCS playoffs, I mean, it's remarkable for a school as remote as they are with the facilities they have. To continue being able to do that, I mean, yeah, there's some inconsistency there. I mean, you know, Cosgrove's career record was, was 500, and I think even that's remarkable. I mean, in, in, they load up every two or three years and make a run at it. And, and to me, it's it's uh, it's an unlikely situation for a school where Maine is located 
with such a small pool of high school players that are legitimate D1 players to draw from to be able to, to do that and, and, and go get the, the people they get and, and the caliber of athletes they get and be able to, to make a run at it even once in a while is pretty remarkable. Hey, Callie, did you know that uh, our uh, esteemed colleague was on TV uh, Friday night? Yeah, I did. In fact, I, I told him that. I, I saw that. I saw that, and I thought it was. I, I had no idea he was down here. And then I saw, uh, I saw that post on uh, Saturday afternoon, and I said, "Dude, at like three a.m., I was watching you on the fifth quarter because I had just gotten back from my game, got my work done, and gotten settled in." Okay, I said, "Now it's now it's time to watch some main highlights." And, and there's our esteemed colleague, as you put it, right there, and and then. Twelve hours later, he was in the great Commonwealth of Kentucky. So, in living great, color. Yeah, in it living was, color. It was. Uh, it, you know, it's funny when you were watching that about three a.m. I had just. I got home at about after. I, I think I got home from Portland at about. You actually drove home and then drove back to the airport. Yes. Yeah. I had to. I had to drop my car off. Like I was all over the place. <laughs> so at twelve forty, okay, I get home at twelve forty. I slept until three twenty. 3.20, got up, had all my clothes packed, everything ready to go. I showered before bed, headed to Boston. First TSA line, like I had not flown just out of sheer coincidence. I had not flown since before the 2001 thing happened. Um, so I things were... Things have been things are a little different now. I managed to slide through in, in, in Boston with no issues. Nashville's yeah. a little different. I forgot to take my cell phone out of my pocket. But um, yeah, that was fine. They were they were cool. They sent me aside. They're like, yeah, he's not a threat. He's just an idiot. You go ahead, and uh, that was nice. I really appreciated that of them. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it, I was on a plane, and and it got delayed for just a little bit because they had to refuel, and then they realized they didn't really need to take the thing, so they added fuel for no reason apparently. But I got there on time and and got got done what I needed to do down in Nashville, and then up the door. Uh, you know. So all that being said, let me ask you, when it was 21 nothing, were you reevaluating your life at I'm that I'm sitting point? down there and I'm just like, did I really do this? Like I did I really come all the way down here for 21 to nothing to get them get waxed and get some post-game stuff from coach and post-game stuff from the players talking about how much farther they have to go. Like I already had the questions all lined up like, so coach, what was the speed of this game that was different from last week against didn't, New Hampshire? Didn't how like, long did it like they go to Hawaii one year and didn't Hawaii just beat the ever-loving crap out of them? I can't remember what the score yeah, I, was. Oh, I remember I, I, there was Iowa. Was yeah. Yeah. You know, there there was Iowa. I definitely remember Iowa. That one was a that was a big one. Um th- that one was a, a one where they they went out and got got trounced, you know, and, and the team, basically here was the story with the University of Maine football team, always had good defense and the offense would never quite catch up and then the offense would wear out on the road because they wouldn't do anything and then the defense would get worn out and they'd be on the field for the entire time and they'd get punched around by a Division One team. Or in, I know it's Division One and Division One. It's not Division One, Division One AA anymore. It's FBS and FCS. I'm still going to call it Division One, Division One AA because that's just how I do it and that's just how it is. Right. Like coming to America, as Mama called him Clay, I'm gonna call him Clay. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. But honestly, it was such a big win for them, and now they've got a week off to get somewhat healthy before they head to Central Michigan next weekend, which I'm trying to finagle my way to. And that, to me, is that's a, actually not that far for me either. That's like six and a half hours from here. That's so not. I, I could, 
I, I could potentially do that if I didn't have anything else going on. But that's, you know. I feel like there's going to be other things going on that day. I think I feel so. like you're yeah. probably. That's why I didn't even like I didn't mention it to you because I assumed like you know Scott County would have a volleyball game at 10 a.m. in the morning, which is the only <laughs> time I would have been <laughs> they there. Did. They did have a tournament, but I I was watching uh, our college team was on the road in a, in a fairly significant game in the NAIA world. Uh, a couple of top ten teams they got they got trounced. So as it turned out, I I probably should have just gone to the it happens, right? You know, you could. That would have been great. What I like, I get to sit next to uh, to an NFL scout in the press box, and then he was there to you look. Actually at, got, you actually got like credentials. I everything. got credentials. Like they they let me. Like it you took were me a while. Hard carrying member of the media. I was. I was. Now it took me a while to get in and find it because first. Like, the guy's like, you want to park here and here? And then I get there, and of course, they got the student volunteers. I'm pretty sure this student volunteer had been yelled at before for letting people park where they weren't supposed to. So he was like, no, I can't let you in. I'm like, this is the email. Like, you live in an age nowadays where you can send the email and be like, see, it comes yeah. from you here at Western Kentucky that I can park in here. Well, you need now, to get see, I've, I've never been there. They played the state football championship at Western Kentucky in 2016. Uh, Scott County lost 48-47 in the semifinals that year and didn't get there. So now they play the state finals at Kroger Field at UK, so uh, which is you know, 15 minutes away. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not minding that trip if they if they go to that. This year. But uh, yeah, so I've never been to the West Kentucky yeah, football it's, facility. It's, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's nice. It is. It's a nice spot. And they got the baseball facility right there, and it's all new. Everything is new, and the, uh, there was a band playing across the way. The hundredth anniversary team was there, like every you know, the, all the people that were named to the hundredth anniversary team, and the ones that couldn't be there, like Jack Doyle from the Colts, and some of these other guys that were in the league or coaching in other places. Um, they were all on the video board saying, "Hey, it was an honor." Hundred. I mean, they had it, it was tailgate. Nice. I mean, it was it was a it was a zoo over there. And by the way, that's a twenty two thousand seat stadium. And I would say it was probably about fifteen, sixteen thousand, like Cal's, because yeah. the section I was at by the media portion, the section three twenty eight, three twenty nine, that was totally open. Like when I was in the press box, there was a, a thing in the middle, so I couldn't do the video stuff that I like to do. So I moved it outside in the second half, so I could get a better view. So that was it was, and it was wide open. There was nothing going on. It was raining a little bit. I, I thought we were going to get a thunder and lightning delay at one point. I think everybody, uh, everybody did. else. I mean, you, you saw the footage from Louisville, didn't you? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was it was it uh, was apocalyptic rain and thunder and lightning. There, they, they finally get the game in. Do you know of all the great stuff that you posted? The interviews, the this, the that. Did you see what the whole the only take that Aaron Morris had was? You haven't flown in eighteen years. Yeah, yeah. that's what he posted. Yeah, I hadn't flown in eighteen years. Somehow Wait, was a that's shocker. your take on this whole thing. The last time I the last time I flew was Cindy Blodgett's senior year. Uh, the the main women played at NC State in the tournament, and that oh, was the yeah. last time I flew. Holy ninety eight! Well, you're as bad as Maddie. Yeah, I no, hadn't. Yeah, I hadn't flown. Uh, since... Stephen was Stephen was like seven months old. <laughs> yeah, I wow. I flew back to Nashville for a funeral in two thousand after I moved back up here, and that was the last time I flew anywhere. So it was funny that the that the first time I flew here, I ended up uh, from here. I had to fly down to Nashville to kind of complete that circle a little bit. It was kind of nice, you know. Now I got to figure out how to get to Detroit in a couple of weeks because uh, University of Maine plays Central Michigan at three o'clock next Saturday. Oh, you three p.m. The time, yeah, three p.m. next Saturday, and that's going to be on ESPN Plus. Really? There you go. Get your 
free trial. Get your free yeah. trial. See how it works for you. Or you can just follow me on Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter. And if I'm there, yeah, that, I, I toyed with the free trial idea, and then I realized there was, you know, why with Twitter and all that stuff, I could follow that game. And of course, I was watching Kentucky Florida with interest at the time as well. So, uh, what the hell happened to the Florida Gators? Why well, did just it, it's they just don't have the players right now. I'm hoping Dan Mullen and, and that name recognition will, will build it up again. But obviously, huge weekend for the University of Kentucky football program because they go out and beat Florida for the first time since I was 13 years old. And then, and then Randall Cobb uh, catches the, the touchdown and the biggest comeback of the NFL weekend in the Packers-Bears game. He's a U.K. guy. So uh, quite, quite, a, quite a weekend for the, the Wildcats. Yes. Speaking of the big comeback, did you see who Detroit has uh, coming in uh, to play in two of their home games? Brady and Rodgers. That's a nice little backup. Yeah, that's That'll a... be fun for them. So yeah. They can't even stop standing yeah. on Patricia will be back in New England by Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say they'll reevaluating that decision right now. He, he looked all Wayne Fonts to me last night, you know, backslapping all the players before the game, looking like their best friend. And this, doesn't look, this isn't a good look. <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. You know what I mean? It's that kind of brosif sort of thing. And yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't know how it's going to play out. And there's a good, there's a good time. Why do all these Belichick disciples suck at being head coaches? Is it because he micromanages them? Is it because they're, by and large, taking over crappy franchises and, and they just can't get them to turn the corner? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. But Yeah. I think there's a lot of it. I think, one, these guys don't use their own personalities. I think they try to use Belichick's personality. Like, Belichick has that kind of, you know, that kind of nut-busting personality that he's going to do, but he's going to do it kind of low-key, and, and he's not going to completely go off. You know, it, but you're going to know, you know? And I think a lot of those guys don't have that. I think Patricia, from... The stuff well, you that can't I, fake that. You can't, you, you, can't, can't you can't fake that. You can't just change that. You have to have that naturally. I don't think McDaniels had that. I think McDaniels probably changed the way he was when he got to Denver because he was probably trying to uh, justify why Elway hired him. You know what I mean? I think, mm-hmm. I think when McDaniels takes over the Patriots job in a couple of years, which is probably going to happen, that's, I, I, I can't oh. imagine there is any other reason that he didn't take the Indianapolis job other oh, than yeah, absolutely. that. It's like the Jason Garrett situation. It was promised to him and he, you know, in some, on some level and, and he'll be the next guy, you know, of course they've got to get around it and the horny rule. I'm sure they can't really promise him the job, but you know, ultimately it'll be his. Ultimately, ultimately, you're you're probably right. And then the stuff that I heard coming out of training camp this year was interesting. And the first time I heard was was when people would in you'd hear the interviews with players, and they would talk about well, what's the difference between Matt Patricia and Brian Flores? Well, you know, Brian Flores simplifies things. I think sometimes when you're smart, and I don't know how many I there I've been in the room with a lot of smart guys. When you're in the room with a lot of smart guys that get everything, a lot of stuff can get accomplished. But if you're one smart guy trying to get a bunch of people to figure out what you're trying no, to do, I agree. you get frustrated because you're like, how do you not figure this out? I see it right here. And you're not walking them step by step. He reminds me of the type that would be like, just get frustrated that his guys aren't figuring things out and they get lost and things get confused. Like if you look at the difference between the way the Patriots defense defended Houston opening day this year, as opposed to how they did it early in the season last year, with you know better players this year in my regard, but 
everybody said at the post game it was the exact same scheme as last year. They did the same thing they wanted to do as last year, and it was totally different this time. That, to me, goes to coaching, and you wonder if maybe this is going to be the job where Matt Patricia realizes, you know what, maybe I'm not quite ready to be a head coach yet. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel so, bad for the Detroit fans who were going through this because they were hoping maybe this would be the guy. But I'll tell you what, you can't really you can't really overreact after one game. I mean, 2003, I, I don't think any of us saw the Patriots winning the Super Bowl that year. But the, you you can't you can't they discount got, they that. Got un, they got undressed. So By a rookie. Was, I mean, pick, pick six on the first play. So ultimately they lost that game 48 to 10. Let's let's be real. I mean, that that's a that's a, that's an ass whooping. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is that is not not a good situation. I mean, that's a tough one to bounce back from. You can lose, you can lose your opening game. You can go zero and two and still make playoffs. It happens. Not you know, percentage wise, it doesn't happen a lot. But again, but to, to get beaten that badly uh, on on that stage, it's gonna be tough for a rookie coach to come back from. Well, and I and they they're the ones with the veteran quarterback who should be. A, immune to all that. He looked like he'd never seen a game. No. It was bad. No, it, you know, and, and, and against the Jets, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to say any more than that. Whew, I guess. I mean, the, the Jets J- were the, the youngest quarterback to start an opening game in almost 70 years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's an interesting situation. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and, and, and Belichick himself struggled at his first Head coaching job. He did. They got the playoffs. They got the playoffs once. Beat the Patriots. Uh, we'll, we'll all remember that on a New Year's Day game. But Corey uh, Kroom, starting running back. Corey, Corey Kroom, Vinny Testaverde yeah. made us look like uh, top liver there. But that that was a team that overachieved to get there. I mean, they mm-hmm. won their last seven. Won their last seven games. Some of them were in miraculous fashion to to get there. So uh, yeah, just. Uh, it takes a while to establish yourself in this league sometimes. And uh, like I said, a lot of times you're taking over a franchise that's, that's kind of at rock bottom. I don't think the Lions were at rock bottom, but uh, maybe defensively they are. Well, <laughs> it would seem that way. We'll see if this weekend if Jimmy G can rebound and, and put another stake on the heart of Matt Patricia and the Lions as Detroit well, travels to San Francisco this week. Oh, boy. That, those are two well, teams that desperately need to win. That's another interesting situation. Whoa. Now that Jimmy G saw a team that actually was trying. Yeah, yeah, it is. It know, is playing defense. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, he, he with the Patriots, he had the infrastructure. With the Forty Niners last year, he had the, the the. It was the benefit of the fact that there were games that nobody cared about at that point. So they were one and ten or two and ten or whatever. No pressure. Over. No pressure at all. Now it's a totally different situation, and he and he got paid. So now it's yeah. a totally different situation, and we'll see where it goes. I think Minnesota is just a good defense. Oh, I think that's a tough one way to open best. the season. And yeah. I also don't think, you know what, teams in week one now, to me it's like, I, I don't even call it week one, it's like week five of the preseason. I mean, with the yeah. penalties and, and the other stuff that happens, just dumb, there, dumb Somebody things. always gets catastrophically injured. Every time. Never fails, you know. This, I mean, year, this year it was Delaney Walker for the Titans. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's always, there's always a, a gruesome injury in week one. Every time. Never fails. Yeah. It never fails. Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic in Kentucky and bi-weekly columnist in the Sun Journal. Had a good article about you, me, knocking off Western Kentucky this this past weekend. Make sure you check that out. And, uh, of course, University of Maine, again, in action against Central Michigan in two weeks. And uh, we'll hope to have some more coverage for you here 
on Sports Time and across the uh, NBR Radio Network. Cal, good to catch up. We'll talk good, to you again good soon. Good talking to you guys. Enjoy. Take Tell care. everyone we said hello. I will do. See you Bye. soon. Bye-bye. That is Cal Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic. I forgot to ask him about uh, his wife. 